Megan Bomberger. And I'm Bethany Bomberger. Oh my gosh. This is our first episode. It's happening. Welcome to Life Has Purpose. Yes. Welcome, welcome from oh wherever goodness. you are, in your cars, in your homes, chilling, relaxing, thinking about how you're going to affect change in the world today. After the quarantine. After the quarantine. It's okay. It's okay. In and out of crisis, downtime is a good thing. You yeah. can kind of figure out, hey, what am I supposed to be doing? What should I be focusing on? And right. So we got some stuff to focus on. I know. Well, now that three months of our life was cleared out in under three days, <laughs> the Radiance Foundation has taken to the mics to talk to you about some things that we find are the most important things in life. The things that often people um, either choose to ignore or uh, don't have the right resources to be educated about. You know, we're really passionate about equipping people to talk mm -hmm. about these issues. Not just talk about them, but really critically think through those issues. And so that's why we started the Radiance Foundation 10 right. years ago. Wow. 10 years. <sighs> oh my gosh. 10 years and a few gray hairs. I ain't got any gray hairs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I stopped counting them. But we, you know... I love, first of all, being husband and wife, yes. that we get to work together 24-7, because you know, some couples- They couldn't do this. No, they can't. They, mm -mm. Sometimes they need their mm -mm. space. But I love that our space is constantly like together. We mm -hmm. travel together. We work together in so many different ways. You help improve my designs, and I help mm -hmm. create some of your amazing presentations. Mm -hmm. You're just an amazing public speaker, mm -hmm. and that comes from your years and years of teaching. Right. You know, we always we have this little phrase, right? It's illuminate, educate, motivate, because I think it just breaks down what we do in the most simplistic way. And so our heart is to illuminate that every life has intrinsic value, irreplaceable, irrevocable, unique value. And so we go from that place, we educate about a myriad of social issues. The easy ones. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> abortion. We mm -hmm. talk about adoption, being an adoptee myself and being adoptive parents. Uh, we talk about fatherlessness. We talk about mm -hmm. family breakdown, free speech. Right. Uh, I mean, there's so many issues, uh, judicial parenting. activism, mm -hmm. parenting. Yes. Right. I mean, as we delve into these different subjects, we look at them from a statistical point of view an historical point of view. And, you know, between the both of us, we just, there are so many hours of research that goes into everything that we discuss. And yet at the same time, we, we've got the Bible to be used as a standard by which we weigh all the information that's on the intake you know? Right. Because science can't answer everything. Mm -mm. History doesn't answer everything. And that's why we illuminate, we educate. And that third part, we Is motivate. We pray, we pray that we motivate people. That's and actually, um, that's, that's, I think, what keeps us going, too. I believe that there's a call on our lives. And I don't know that we could ever stop doing what we're doing, even if it changed shape or looked a little different. We're passionate about empowering people with truth because we know that it's truth that will allow them to live a life of purpose. Amen. I mean, it's what frustrates me so much, especially for Christians, is what good is the knowledge? Mm -hmm. What good is it if you're just going to, you know, go dig a hole and <laughs> throw it in the ground? Right. I mean, what good is that knowledge? What good is our awareness if we don't put it into action? Right. What good is our faith if we don't put it into action? Right. And so what what our prayer is, is that's what we're bringing to the table in this world, that there's this revelation of God that allows us to address issues that the culture is telling us to be quiet about. 
But instead of being quiet, we're saying, hey, be educated so that you can speak from a place of knowledge, a a place of rational, sound mind thinking, which is actually what a biblical perspective is. Right. And from a place of authority. Mm. And the thing is, a lot of what we create, because we we create a lot of original content, whether they're videos, memes, fact sheets, and of course, all these factivist articles where you can look at the primary data and the Mm -hmm. information for yourself, because we're not afraid to actually link to the primary source, but we want people to be equipped. We want people to understand that you can argue these things from actually a secular perspective. Right. I mean, because we, as you mentioned, we have the statistics, we have the history, we have the facts on our side. And then when you just bring this biblical worldview Mm. into this, then you, then people, it's kind of like layers are peeled back and you understand Mm -hmm. so much more fully. Wait a minute. Right. This is who we are as human beings. This is who we were designed to be. And there's just a a more comprehensive sort of thing that happens. And so now that we feel that the Lord has allowed us to start, start uh, you know, seeing some of these things for what they are and understanding these numbers because they're by design when you realize the historical um, journey that's gone on to create the, the numbers the way they are, we thought, how do we stay silent? And so you had been working at an ad agency for years. You were creative director. I had been a teacher. My master's degree is in education, and that took me on my journey. And we both looked at each other one day, and I promise you, it was like one of those days we we had probably gone to bed at like three in the morning because we had little kiddos, two in diapers at yeah, the time, and we were just <laughs> and we were we would read this information and understand certain things. And we'd look at each other like, is this for real? I feel like we're watching a movie, you know? And, and, and when we were coming to an understanding of what was really going on, we decided, you know, I know that you said to me, I don't know if as a creative, I can keep working on projects for clients where you spend so many hours pouring yourself into creating elements for these organizations. Right. And, and yet there's, there's these issues that were burning so deep in your heart. I felt like a lot of it was meaningless. Yeah. But what I didn't realize was that God was preparing Mm. me, honing in these skills. So that's why, you know, in Proverbs it says, do all things without grumbling or complaining. Still learning that lesson. But I I didn't understand the the import of it at the time. But I felt like I was dying inside. I felt like, wait a minute, why? I I feel like I have Mm. these particular skills and this particular skill set why am I not using it for something that matters? Yes. And so we were in a particular situation. We're at a crossroads actually. Yes. Where a job that I had been working at was doing some major uh, shifting around Mm -hmm. and offered me another job that really wasn't even in my area of specialization. I had worked as a creative director for that organization. And so it left us Right, which is crazy because th- we realized that shifting was happening only, mm, I would say, we only a few weeks previous, we had finished writing a business plan. What would it look like? We were dreaming. We were saying, what would it look like on paper? Let's see if we can get our vision down. If we didn't do what we've been doing, if I don't go back into the classroom in the sense that I'm going back into the school district and you don't go back into, you know, working for the clients that you were working for, what would that look like if we took a moment to have a God dream? And we spent a number of hours pouring our hearts out and looking at these very difficult questions by creating a business plan. And then we said, all right, we prayed over it. We asked a few people for their opinions and their prayers, and we just put it on a shelf. And within two weeks or three weeks of that, there was this massive shifting at your job. And we looked at each other one night and I said, 
if you feel that you need to stay in one of the positions that you're being offered, I will support you in that. But if now's the time to be a risk taker, and it's then scary. let's give it a try. It's, it's terrifying to be a risk taker. Yeah. Especially as a parent, when you have other people dependent on you and as the, the husband, and at that time, we only had a single income. Right. That could be a terrifying thing. But you know what's even more terrifying? Looking back on your life, yes. 10, 15, 20 years. Come on. And looking back like, why didn't I? Why didn't I try it? Why didn't I step mm. out? And so we stepped out. We said, we're going to do this for two months because we had a few speaking engagements already lined up, just sharing personal testimonies in different churches. We said, let's see what this looks like if we were to do this for just a couple months. Fast forward 10, 10 years, years later. <laughs> later. And it, it definitely, see, this is the thing. When you know that you know that you know that God has called you, yes. even though what in the physical looks impossible, what yes. you're able to see visually, what you're able to feel, which is why we can't even let that lead us. And there were so many things going on in the supernatural mm. that we weren't even aware of. And so for two people who knew nothing about the pro-life movement, right. who knew nothing about whether it was pro-family, pro-liberty movements, we knew nobody. Mm-mm. We knew virtually nothing, but we knew that we had a passion to illuminate that every human life is purpose. And what does that look like? Right. So here we are, you know, 10 years later and where God's taken us. I mean, right. it doesn't make sense on paper. If you saw some of the scratch from the original <laughs> uh, the original business plan and, and those ideas, we would have had no idea, for instance, that we would be speaking to mm-hmm. students at Harvard. Right. Princeton University, mm-hmm. Penn State University, Notre Dame. Columbia Law School. Right. Trinity over in Dublin, Ireland. Remember that trip? That was awesome at the Philosophical Society. The world's oldest Philosophical Society. I mean, so many places. And those are just some of the colleges. I mean, conferences and you're talking Capitol Hill briefings, Mm -hmm. educating the staff and actually some congressmen and congresswomen as well. And some of these various events. I mean... The, the UN, heart of our yeah, the UN panel. Remember that? Oh, that was that was a little bit of a circus. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Supreme was... Court rallies, babe. Yeah, conferences from one coast to the other coast. Values Voter Summit. The Lord just has opened so many doors, and so many times we would share with our board, "This is what it's going to look like for the next couple months, where we'll be." And then we'd hang up the phone or get off that, you know, get out of those meetings, and then the phone would ring, and it would be a request to go places we had never been before. There are so many different places that we've been able to go, but here's the most striking thing to me, the people. Yeah. There is this amazing thread that ties so many of us together who are fighting in this pro-life movement. Of course, with the Radiance Foundation, we tackle so many different issues, but the fundamental issue is life, because without life, nothing else matters.
week, Ryan's articles appear on various news outlets. Each week, we'll feature one of his latest commentaries. It's time for some fearless factivism. Coronavirus, chaos, and compassion. If there's one thing we've learned so far from our nation's reaction to COVID-19 is that human life is worth protecting. I marvel at the extraordinary measures taken and money spent to keep people from harm, especially the most vulnerable during this global coronavirus response. I'm amazed at all the rhetoric about caring for people and keeping one another safe. Of course, I fully agree with the desire to protect human life and the self-sacrifice required to do that. Although the so-called self-sacrifice is now government mandated. We're told to fear. We're, we're told by medical experts and mainstream media that we're all in danger and nothing will ever be the same again. But we have to look at this in light of what we already know. As a Christian, I'm called to not have a spirit of fear but of power, love, and a sound mind. In a day and age where everything is politicized, we can't allow ourselves to be so easily manipulated by those who have no love for the truth. The duplicitous rhetoric we hear about human worth cannot distract us from wanting to know and understand what is really going on. Panic is always dependence on the wrong source. While the rest of the world is taking unprecedented actions to save vulnerable human lives, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, ACOG, wants abortionists to keep on killing. ACOG just declared that abortion is essential health care, not an elective procedure that is medically unnecessary. This is yet another example of fake health coming from so-called medical professionals. You remember the whole my body, my choice? Well, if it's a choice, that makes it an elective procedure. Imagine for a moment, though, if the church took a coronavirus approach to protecting the most vulnerable from the completely avoidable pandemic of abortion that kills over 40 million truly defenseless human beings every year around the world, human beings who are sheltered in what should be the safest place on earth, their mother's womb. That's over 80 times the median estimate of annual deaths, 500,000, from all strains of flu worldwide. Another way to see this devastation, there are an estimated 110,000 cases of lives needlessly destroyed by the plague of abortion every single day. Imagine if the government felt what Martin Luther King Jr. called the fierce urgency of now to end the spread of violence against those completely powerless to stop it. It shouldn't take a global pandemic and panic to value every human life. When the coronavirus fades like the H1N1 and Zika scares, we're still in a crisis of inaction. We need to ask ourselves, are we more motivated by doomsday fear than by our daily faith to care for the most vulnerable? I'm Ryan Bomberger, and you're listening to the Life Has Purpose podcast. You can find that commentary and other op-eds at radiance.life news. Hey guys, welcome back. We're so glad that you're still with us. And we figured, I know it's just our first show, but if you're going to get to know Ryan and I a little bit better and understand our hearts for what we do, then you should be able to have the opportunity to get to know our children a little bit better too. So here in studio with us for the next few minutes, we have... <laughs> oh, that's just Our, cheesy. That was bad. I, I know, know but it's a dad joke, so that's good. Wait, but, um, let's rewind. I tell some good jokes. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Really good jokes. Okay. Sure. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, 
just pat daddy on his back and say, yep, you're right, dad. You're funny. Funny. Oh my gosh. Okay, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. We have, to, we have to introduce you to our oldest daughter, the beautiful Radiance Bomberger. Hey, Ray Ray. Hi. Thank you for spending a few minutes with us and just being willing to talk about things that you don't even know that you're going to be willing to talk about. Nope. <laughs> what are we going to ask her? That's what she's thinking right Let's now. Let's ask her. What's your favorite candy? Oof. Um, there are just so many. There are a lot. Oh, but I like jelly beans. Jelly, jelly True beans story. are so great. So True many flavors. Story. So many flavors. You could mix and match, match them and mm. make blueberry cupcakes by putting the white one. <laughs> it tastes nothing like blueberry yeah. cupcakes. Anyway. Girl has a serious sweet tooth. They're you would really never know great. by looking at her, but she has a serious sweet tooth. <laughs> so, but we love that about her. There, there are many things we love about her. What else? Let's see. Um, favorite favorite music artist. Oof. Just name a couple of the uh, artists that you like the most. Okay, so <laughs> let's see. I like Lecrae, Tadashi, Gavi. Uh, yeah, she likes things with a beat. Plus, and, she's ridiculous at dancing. Yeah, she's Oh, my really gosh. You think God, that's now, a God now. gift. That's a ridiculous. God gift. No, well, it was inherited, obviously. Yeah. From mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Okay, moving on, moving on. Okay, so we got a deep question to ask you, okay? You ready uh, for this? So when we say life has purpose, what does that mean to you? Um, it means that every life is worth fighting for. Yeah. Wait, wait, everyone? Like what about people who have physical disabilities? Yep. What about people who weren't planned? Yep. What about people who maybe won't even be able to live past their fifth birthday? Still worth fighting for. Right. I like that. It's true. I, it's we're going to keep you. We're going to keep you. Okay. Well, there was no re- You can't get rid of me anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not well, yet we 18. <laughs> we wouldn't want to anyway. Because you, like me, are an extrovert girl. <laughs> we love, like... She is the life of the party. We love you, girl. No, no, you no. are. You no. are. But you're very extroverted. You and you do love that. That's why while we're on lockdown here... I have FaceTimed everybody. I know, but the <laughs> I've been like, hi! <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> we were typically doing like one to two walks a day just to get out. Thank God the sun is shining. Anyway, you're awesome. Thanks. Will you come back again and be in studio with us? Ooh, yes. It's right awesome. next to my room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a very far walk. Secrets. It's not a far walk. And it's a big corporate building. Next time we'll give you questions. Yes, the elevator. So it's not just raw off your off the cuff. You did awesome. We love you, Ray Ray. Bye, Ray Ray. Love Ray. you. Awesome. Thanks. Love you. Bye. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we have the one, the only. Makai guy. Makai Bomberger, my our firstborn son and you know, the second oldest in the family. How you doing, Kai? I'm doing fine. Yeah. How, how are you having a good day? Yeah. So how many days have you been wearing pajamas? Um, <laughs> uncountable. I know. We've lost count of the days, the times. Do we remember oh where there's God. a brush or a pick? I don't know. Oh, my know. gosh. I think the pajama pants actually stand up on their own. <laughs> it's so funny. When the quarantine started, they were at your ankles. <laughs> now they're at your knees. No, I'm, I'm joking. So, Kai, you've actually been to a lot of different Radiance Foundation events. You've traveled with us across the country. Mm-hmm. And so you've heard our phrase probably once or twice, life has purpose. What does that phrase, life has purpose, mean to Makai? To me, it means that every life has value, even from conception till death. 
-hmm. for every human, no matter what they look like or their size or weight or... I like that. That's good. That's a good answer. We'll give you an A. Plus. Yeah. My question for you is, what gives life purpose? Well, God created life, so every single life has value because He designed it uniquely for every human being. Yeah, He did. Amen. And that's why we work so hard to protect it. I love that you said uniquely because every single life is is so unique. If you weren't born, Makai, we, we could have, can, we had other children after you, but we never would have had another Makai. Definitely not. There is no, no other Makai like this Makai. Right. Can't it's imagine true. life without you, bud. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on our podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> I, I came from like all the way. <laughs> downstairs yeah <laughs> well uh, on your long journey back down there can you um grab one of the other siblings yeah bring them back up look what i found oh <laughs> you found a cute kid he's adorable we love you man hey I justice everybody meet justice bomberger hello our youngest son. Yeah. I think in like two years, this nine-year-old is going to be taller than everybody in the family. I know. He's on the trajectory to be six foot something. But even when you're like 25 and 30, you're still, you're just like the cuddliest thing. Right. You just, you just fit. You know, like when you hug somebody, it's like yeah. they perfect fit. That's justice. Just, you're going to hug me when you're 25? Yes. And, and towering over me? Yes. <laughs> and he's super smart. Super smart. Doing great at that homeschooling. And we have to give a shout out to our, to, to your mom right there. Oh, to the homeschooling, homeschooling teacher. To, to teacher. the homeschooling mama extraordinaire right there. But we, we got to ask you a question because you, you've been able to be part of some of our events, whether mm-hmm. it's the March for Life in D.C. And you've been able to fly. Remember, you went mm-hmm. to Ithaca, New York mm-hmm. and come to a pregnancy center banquet, actually several. And so you, you were get to with see us what when we, we went to Canada. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, remember we went to Niagara Falls. Met some really great pro-lifers there. Amazing, mm-hmm. amazing pro-lifers. Yeah. So we got a question. Yeah, for you, we have bud. a question. See, our podcast is called Life Has Purpose, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you've heard us say that a whole bunch of times. What do you think that means? What does that mean to you to say life has purpose? That means no one should be aborted. Everyone should have a chance at life. Mm-hmm. And because no one knows what they be, could become, like they could become famous or something, and Are they just in general, they should be able to not be aborted. Even if they don't become famous, right? Yeah. I love that. See, wisdom from a nine-year-old. Yeah. It just kind of reinforces what you've been saying about your book, Pro-Life Kids. Right. Kids are naturally pro-life. Yeah. I mean, this is this is who they are naturally. They have to be misled into believing that it's okay to abort right. a child. Because I guess when a baby is not yet born, how do you know that it's still special and that it has purpose? Because it's still human. It's just not fully processed yet. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. I like that. Fully processed. That's perfect. <laughs> not fully developed or fully processed. There we go. <laughs> and we all go through a process in life, right? I mean, you're not the same that you were when you were two years old, right? Yeah. You're going to be slightly different when you're 12, right? Yeah. So there is a process that we all go through, but our value is the same no matter the age or the stage. I love the fact that you, I mean, you're our youngest, but I also love the fact as an adoptee, you were also adopted. And that was a special moment for our whole family. We wouldn't be the bombs without you. I think you add that extra little, (laughs) you do. (laughs) 
What does it feel like to be adopted? What does that mean to you? It means to be loved and and be able to be loved by someone else if your other parents can be able to uh, provide for you or yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And what do I always, what I've been telling you since like day one, do I love you a little bit or? A lot. <laughs> I love you like crazy. You're, You're right. I love like crazy. Our little bomb. We love you. Justice, thanks for coming in studio with us. Will you come back again? Yes. Go on, sing that song, Aaliyah. Whoa! We put up the boys and raised quite a Oh my goodness, that beautiful voice. I could just listen to it for hours. That's the voice of our Aaliyah Padilla. We love her. Oh my gosh. Yay, so in studio with us now is our 11-year-old Aaliyah Marie. Hi, sweetheart. Hi. Welcome to the studio. She is not a stranger to the studio. She actually has recorded and sung in a number of our promos, including the Life Has Purpose podcast. So, you know, at 11 years old, just singing up some harmonies. Do you like to sing? Yeah. Yeah? Yes. How much? A lot. To the moon and back. What got you into liking to sing? Like, what did something spark that interest in you? I liked listening to you sing. Oh, oh my gosh! Sweetness. Well, the truth is Heart that you would right you now. were singing when you, like, <laughs> before you even know that Aaliyah, we just love you so much, and it's so fun that we've had these really unique experiences with you taking you different places with us, and actually some of those places you've had the opportunity to sing, and so. We were just wanting to hear from your heart since our new podcast that's launching is called Life Has Purpose. In all of your experiences growing up in our house and in doing what we do with us, how would you describe what it means when we say life has purpose? I would say that life has purpose means that everybody matters. Every human life matters because God made us all and he knew what we would be like. And mm-hmm. and he knew the world needed us. The world would be incomplete without any of us. That he needed you. He did need you. That we need We needed you. you. Right? Mm-hmm. It's true. Being the favorite child is a hard task. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you don't it's a heavy it. burden. Oh, it's a heavy burden. He hasn't oh. denied it. He hasn't. He I hasn't, because we have my, four no, no, favorites. No, no, you can't deny it now. It's too late. I'm not denying oh, it you anymore. Are You're my Aaliyah. favorite Aaliyah. We always 
want to leave you with hope in every show. Right now, people are just filled with fear. We have to remember, like Ryan said in his commentary, panic is always dependence on the wrong source. In and out of a global crisis, our source is the Lord. Psalm 91 doesn't say that government is our refuge. It doesn't say that healthcare is our refuge. It says that God is our refuge. Amen. And I just want to leave you too with 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And remember, no matter what people say, or whatever may come your way, life has purpose. Visit us and download the podcast at lifehaspurpose.com.